Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of This Expat Live, the podcast for expats who are looking for more personal growth. And today, as always, I'm super excited for this episode because today I'm talking to a fellow business entrepreneur and friend, um, Marcel Weiermars. And today we're going to speak about something that is very dear to me, but also to many expats, and that is how to build a community. And Marcel is an entrepreneur uh, who travels around the world and currently he brings together established entrepreneurs through dinners, uh, exclusive dinners actually, and masterclasses in Amsterdam. And I think not just Amsterdam, but also in other places of the world. So welcome Marcel, and can you please say something about yourself uh, for our listeners? Yes, absolutely. It's so nice to be here. So, uh, um, yeah, nice that we could make it work to be on this uh, on this podcast. So, yeah, like you actually gave a pretty good summary. I travel the world. I'm an entrepreneur. Uh, I used to have a business in tech, and now I'm setting up something new, like a community for entrepreneurs. So, um, yeah, and out of a personal desire, I started bringing entrepreneurs together. Uh, that actually started happening in in Bali when I wanted to meet some fellow entrepreneurs. And that's slowly developing into a bigger community and into an actual business. Awesome. And I would love to hear more about it. We will dive into it in a a minute. But first, I'm really curious, where are you at the moment? Uh, That answer might be a little boring. I'm currently in Amsterdam. (laughs) Okay, I do find that answer actually nice because I know you travel so much. Um, you spent time in Bali, you mentioned. I also know that you spent quite a lot of time in Austin, if I'm not mistaken. Then there's Amsterdam, Ibiza. I'm sure there are other places where you hang out. So you travel a lot, right? Yeah. Um, I, For the sake of making connections and finding community, I actually slowed down my travel a little bit. Um, because if you just are in one place for like one, two, three weeks, it's a bit... Well, it's, it's more challenging to make connections, but also it always takes effort to make connections and then you don't have as much time to enjoy the, the fruits of your effort. Absolutely. Yeah, I think many digital nomads among us can uh, understand what you mean with that. It's definitely easier to make friends or more meaningful connections if you stay somewhere for a longer period of time. So you're planning to stay a bit longer in Amsterdam then as well. Yeah, so now I'm in Amsterdam to actually build a community of entrepreneurs that um, keeps running even when I'm not there. Cool. That's very cool. So, yeah, let's dive into that because the reason (laughs) I brought you on is that I hear from so many of my listeners, followers, coaches, and, you know, it's something I experienced myself as well, that it's not always easy finding friends, making meaningful connections, finding or creating a community abroad. And even when you have found them, they move away again. That's also an issue that comes up quite regularly, actually. And I've seen you, I've been, I've known you for a couple of years now. We met in Brazil. Um, and I've seen you creating so many communities around the globe, focusing on entrepreneurs. But I, th- I figured that, you know, your uh, lessons learned and your tips could also be really useful for expats. So can you maybe uh, share a little bit more about that desire that you felt to create those communities? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, originally I started organizing events for digital nomads uh, because I was a digital nomad myself and I was like, okay, it would be nice to have some regular meetups I can go to, I can look forward to going to every week. Um, 
hosted in venues I like at days and times that work for me. So, and because no one else was organizing it, it was most efficient to just organize those meetups myself. Yeah. And yeah, that's how I basically learned the the basics of making new connections and building communities. Before I started organizing my own events, it was actually very difficult for me to make new connections when I went to a new place because I'm I'm quite introverted. I spend a lot of time alone. Just uh, I, I really enjoy that as well, but that makes it more difficult to make new connections. Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't necessarily have a strategy to make connections or didn't like going to networking events or things like that. So actively organizing events that I was like, okay, I wish it was it was there for me to go to. That has actually been uh, a game changer. And like just doing that, mm -hmm. um, with just doing that, I went from having a hard time making new connections at a new place to everything became almost effortless. Awesome. So what you're still an introvert, right? And now you're also going to events with other people. So what has changed for you rather than that they are your events? Why did it become effortless? Uh, I actually have to say it. there's still effort, but it's a different effort. Like mm. just going to an event to hang out and speak with 20 people and hope that some of them you have a, like a connection with or something in common, that costs a lot of energy. If you organize the event, there is like, of course, the, the planning and the promotion and things like that. Actually, those are things you do alone. Mm -hmm. And in the process, you already make connections. And then at the event itself, as an organizer, you actually have a task. You have something to do. Like you welcome people, you get to know them in like maybe half a minute, a minute or so. And then you guide them to the event, maybe introduce them to someone else. Um, so it's, it's, it's very different if you have, for me at least, if I have a task, if I have something to do at an event, rather than if I just have to hang out and enjoy that somehow. Yeah. And maybe before uh, for our listeners who don't really know what introvertness is, really, can you share a little bit about the difference between introverts and extroverts? Sure. Yeah. So um, there there are some different different people different different definition, but I think the most popular one and the one I use is as an introvert, you recharge, you get energy from being alone. So which means that social interactions, they, they slowly drain your energy. And after like an event or a lot of conversations, you generally need some alone time or maybe in a small group to uh, recharge your batteries. Um, yeah. And an extrovert gains energy from having social interactions. So they would actually go to an event and after that event have more energy than they came to that event with. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm an ambivert myself, so I'm in the middle and I recognize the need to recharge my batteries alone. Um, but I also really get a lot of energy from hanging out with the right people. And um, if it's a big group, it it drains me quite a lot, actually. So I also really recognize what you said about when you are the organizer of an event, you can just put some of your energy into the task rather than keeping up with chit chat or, yeah. you know, um, conversing with people. I find it I find it fun sometimes, but also really draining, energy draining. And it's nice to have other things to do. But I'm really curious, as an organizer, are you then still making 
connections at the event? Is it still uh, meeting your um, social needs if you are, you know, doing all the organizing tasks? Um, <coughs> sorry. So I, I do find the events very enjoyable and I get a lot of energy from other people finding value in the events. So it's really for many of the people who come to the events, it's it solves a need and they go home energized with new connections and things like that. So um it's it's I gain a different social energy from it than just attending an event mm -hmm. or meeting up with like close friends for dinner for sure. Um does like do I have the same conversations I would have as, as an attendee? No, because there is too many things to distract. Everyone wants to talk to you. Um, but that's okay because if let's say 25 people come to an event, maybe like five of them, it would be relevant. Like there would be a true connection and mm -hmm. it would make sense to uh, meet up after that. And yeah. being the organizer is the best way to know exactly who those five people are. Yeah, good point. Yeah, really valid. So, um, you know, we, we, we also privately spoke before about building a community and uh, creating med med meaningful uh, and creating meaningful connections. Sorry. Um, it's easier said than done to create a community. So can you maybe share a little bit how you go about uh, how you find the right people, um, how you decide what to do? Uh, because it's a hurdle for many people to actually become that leader in a way to really show up as someone who brings together a group to take on that responsibility to be visible as a group leader also. So I'm really curious, how do you do it? And mm. what are your tips for expats who are looking to create uh, meaningful communities abroad themselves as well? Right, yeah. So the way I see it, there are three basic steps to it. Uh, the first one is to really um, basically take a good look at yourself and see what activities do you enjoy, which people do you want to meet, um, which places do you feel comfortable at. So you uh, basically make a list of your goals, of your ideal situation you want to be at. Um, this way you can have like more purposeful and specific meetups and events rather than something broad that tries to speak to everyone, but attracts no yeah. one. Yeah. So um, I'll, I'll actually give a recent example. Um, a couple of months ago, I was in Austin, Texas, and I wanted to organize some events for entrepreneurs as well. So I started out being very specific um, that I wanted to have a more casual dinner with entrepreneurs. <laughs> I <laughs> Sorry, I still have a bit of a cold. No worries. I think we've all got them at the moment. <laughs> yeah. So um, I wanted the event to be a little bit casual, non-transactional, not going there to, to hand out business cards or to do sales or things like that. Uh, I wanted them to be for entrepreneurs, ideally for entrepreneurs who had a bit of experience already and um, who were at a point in their business where their revenue wasn't tied to how much time they could sell. Like they had something that scales. Uh, and yeah. I wanted to be at like uh, a Wednesday evening in a restaurant because I had yeah. time at that moment and I just like going to a nice restaurant. So uh, that already made it very specific with what I wanted it to be like. Mm -hmm. 
So, so if we can uh, dive a little bit into this first part. So um, one thing I hear you say is like, what are my interests, my needs? And I create something around that. So I really like this advice because then you make it fun for yourself as well, right? Yes. So you think like, okay, what can, what would I like to do? Um, and I, it's a really different starting point and trying to create something that everyone uh, could like. But it's really about being specific in what you like because you believe that there are more people like you who like this. So you attract the right people, right? Yes. Yeah, I really like this. It's something I also speak about myself because I always say, don't be vanilla. Be that person that people are either attracted to or repelled by. Maybe that's a bit of a strong word, but yeah, you but don't want to be true. for everyone. You want to be a chocolate favor for chocolate lovers and you know, the chocolate doesn't uh, go for people who like strawberry, for example. Yes. So um, you could, rather than getting the most people with your vanilla flavor, uh, you actually attract the right people by being a chocolate flavor. Sorry, yeah. these are really bad metaphors, but I think you get the picture. Yeah, and imagine like not really liking vanilla, but you think everyone likes vanilla, so you do vanilla and then no one comes. I mean, yeah. that is extra frustrating, right? Or people come, but they, you know, they think like, oh yeah, it's just vanilla. <laughs> like who likes yeah. vanilla ice cream? <laughs> yeah. It's eatable, but it's not fun in my opinion. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I really, it's a, a really good advice, I think. So experts who are looking to build a community, to, please take this advice, like to create something that you would love to attend as well and make it specific. Right. Yeah. And yeah, this is like, uh, an example related to entrepreneurship, but it it can be like any hobby, any sports, like maybe it's uh, something related to food or drinks or an activity or whatever it is. Um, yeah, I, I think it's also well known that in the like the northern uh, European countries like Norway, Sweden, sometimes people say it's more difficult as a foreigner to come in and make connections. Yeah. And that is true if you're just trying to make friends, right? Because everyone already has friends. They got their things uh, figured out. But then if you actually have an angle, if you have some, if you have specificity, you could actually of like think of an activity or an angle that actually is something new to the people who already live there that's missing. Like maybe yeah. they don't have whatever, a chess club. I'm just saying stupid things, but, uh, or a, an, an uh, ice cream enthusiastic club or whatever. <laughs> and you're finally able to bring that into their life. And yeah. then you can actually have a new way to make connections with people you otherwise wouldn't be able to connect with. Yeah, I love this. Good that you're saying this because I hear this a lot from people and I experienced it myself as well. Like it's really difficult to find new friends in the Netherlands, some other Northern countries. But what you're saying now is to have a different perspective, like saying, no, you can bring something new to their lives. And through that way, you, you can meet new friends. So it's mm. not a given that they are close to meeting new people. It's just you need to find a different angle, perhaps. Yes. I like this. Yeah. And often I think it's not even about like offering that chess club or ice cream enthusiastic club, but it's really maybe... Uh, a personal experience like I had friends here in the Netherlands and they're still very good friends of mine but when I quit my job to become an entrepreneur I felt very lonely because I didn't have any other entrepreneur friends mm. so even if you know Dutch people or other people have their group of friends their lives change and their interests and their needs change so there might always be someone who actually needs what you have to bring or what you're looking for as well yes yes 
Cool. So, okay, you've got that. So you've got your specific, you know what you want, you create something that you would love to attend. Then how do you go about finding these people? Yeah, so what I always start with is like with those goals in mind, look at what's already there. So um, again, my example in Austin, like I was like, okay, where do I start? Where do I find these people? Well, they are probably already going to other events, to other activities. So I just looked on Meetup, Eventbrite, whatever. If I find like a half relevant event, I would go there. Um, ideally, of course, a super relevant event, but of, of course, like there wasn't something that exactly fitted. Mm -hmm. But I would go there, um, both to check out the event, but also to um, probably meet some people uh, who might be a good fit for the things I wanted to organize. So that's that's that would be a direct result. But I would also ask them, okay, which other events do you go to? Mm. Because sometimes it's very difficult to find the right events and activities uh, using Google or Meetup or something because they have, might yeah. have some weird or ambiguous name that doesn't like uh, it could be a name that doesn't contain the word entrepreneur, right? It could be some made up name and then it's really difficult to find. So yeah, um, yeah I would go to the events that I could find, go there and then personally ask everyone like, okay, if you're an entrepreneur, which other events do you go to? And then you end up with a whole list of options. Yeah. Okay. That's a great one. Yeah. So uh, one concern, I guess, that many people have, even when throwing their birthdays, birthday parties, is like, okay, what if I throw a party or organize something and no one shows up? How do you deal with that situation? Hmm. Yeah, good question. I, I, I've certainly been in that situation as well. Um, having that fear, like it never actually happened that no one showed up. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's one of those things where the fear uh, is probably worse than uh, the, than the reality. Yeah. Um, because that fear can actually become so big that you ne never organize anything and exactly like, miss out on so many opportunities. And uh, yeah, that like if you make that fear, let that fear go too big, like it can really limit you. Um. Yeah. So I remember my first ever little meetup I organized was at a, an event called Nomad Cruise where everyone could put on their notes on a board and organize their own meetup. And there I was like, okay, if, if I organize something, no one shows up, I'm, I'm going to look stupid and whatever. I don't even know what I was thinking anymore. But of course, if you organize something um, and no one shows up, that doesn't feel good. Yeah. So the only way I could get over it was by just thinking, okay, if, if I organize this and no one shows up, what's actually going to happen? What's yeah. the worst that can happen? And um, the answer is actually uh, nothing. Yeah, you'll just is be just... by yourself for an hour. <laughs> yeah, so just get a drink. Um, yeah. Who cares? Like, you, you, it's easy to overestimate how, make, how much people care about every little thing you do right but they probably glanced at your um uh in this case on the notes for a second and then they forgot about it yeah so it's nothing personal uh for sure it's nothing personal yeah no and um 
it's also not something that's going to haunt you for years. Like people no. forget like the day after. Like so the cost of trying to organize something is very close to zero, especially if you're like, okay, worst case, I bring a book or whatever. I, I get a drink. I enjoy myself anyway. And mm -hmm. at least you tried. You've done that. Uh, but the potential benefits of organizing something and having a great night and bringing value to people is like tremendously higher than the potential cost. Yeah. What are some of the um, uh, the rewards that you've got, you yourself or the people that attended uh, your dinners? So what, what was something that you gained by bringing together so many different entrepreneurs? Mm. Yeah, so it started already with the Digital Nomads meetups. Uh, the very house I'm in now is rented through some people in my network, for example, in Amsterdam. Mm. It's a very big house. It's got a par parking space below, which is very rare in Amsterdam. So, uh, like, I get all kinds of, like, secondary benefits that I never even thought of that were never the goal by having this large network and being someone they trust and uh, I provided some value to. Um, yeah. that's, that's the case for like almost every like business deal or like, uh, accommodation or, uh, inside information, invitations, like everything comes through my network because the best deals often aren't advertised or, uh, open to people outside of, uh, uh, certain circles. Right. Yeah. So. I would say that's that's the biggest benefit. You've provided value to uh, you. Are, you asked for me, right? Right? What was yeah, my yeah, and and also from maybe the people that attended your dinners. Yeah. Okay. So I'll, I'll start with me, and then uh, yeah, yeah. So basically, just a bunch of opportunities, and it just feels good to have provided opportunities for other people as well. Because from the events, even though I design them to be a casual meetup and or maybe not casual meetup but a non-transactional non-salesy non-super businessy event mm -hmm. where it's like an evening at a restaurant you would love to go anyway if, even if you didn't get any business from it uh, people get business from it people get clients from it find, find employees even if it's like not through the people they meet, but through second degree connections. Uh, because if you actually have that connection with someone, they are actually very open to helping you out with their network as well. Yeah. So for other people, it's actually the same. It's also opportunities and insights and uh, maybe also being inspired and motivated. If you see other entrepreneurs doing something to work like 1% harder on your business, uh, because yeah. you know they're going to ask you the next time. Yeah, awesome. Uh, so I'm a part of your WhatsApp group that you created for entrepreneurs in Amsterdam. And I'm finally going to attend one of your dinners that I'm super excited about. But already being in that WhatsApp group is super inspiring for me because I'm meeting people that I would otherwise never meet. So I think that's already a benefit that you bring to other people. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's from just being part of the WhatsApp group. So people haven't yeah. actually met you and seen you in person yet. So there's not even... That that's like one percent of the level of trust. Um, exactly. Once yeah. you've actually spent an evening together with other entrepreneurs, and you have that personal connection, and they know what you do, and like your purpose and what you're going for, and they want to see you succeed, 
Like if you have a question, they're going to help you if they can. Yeah, yeah, that's the value of network and real connections. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you're you sold your business before you had a business before, and now you're turning into the community aspect. So I know you're organizing more and more of these exclusive dinners and these events that are really useful for entrepreneurs. Can you share a little bit maybe about like professionally where you're going with the thing that you're doing right now? Yeah, so this um, new business is a little bit of a, of a happy accident. Uh, <laughs> I was in Bali. I wanted to meet with other entrepreneurs. And then I, um, I organized these events and they actually became organically very successful and had like a great vibe to them. And then I just realized because at the time I was still thinking about, okay, I accepted this one business. I'm now going to build another business, but I wasn't exactly sure what it was going to be yet. Mm-hmm. And here it was actually okay. I'm doing something I really enjoy. I've been organizing uh, events for years already. And I'm doing this for a target audience that actually I'm solving a problem for them. And they also have uh, some income to spend on them, like some experienced entrepreneurs who are able to, or able and willing to pay money if I solve that problem for them. Yeah. So that's actually the perfect business. Like yeah, exactly. Enjoy and that solves a problem for people who have money to uh, to have that problem solved. So then I was like, okay, let's try if it can actually make this into a business. And then I, I replicated this in Austin, which worked. And now I'm actually setting up a more permanent community in Amsterdam. Yeah, that's going to run even when you're not there, like you mentioned in the yes. beginning. Yes. And do you see yourself organizing this in more cities around the world? Well, first, it has to be perfect in Amsterdam. Mm. So that's where I will actually um, have um, a dinner every month. And I'll improve that dinner, the venue, the experience, etc. Um, so it's basically an, a near perfect experience for entrepreneurs to have a great evening and to connect with like-minded established entrepreneurs. Yeah. Um, the second, like we do two events per month. The other one is a masterclass. So, for example, the next one is um, is about overcoming fear of public speaking. And it'll actually, um, I always try to give a little twist on it. So this will be done by a comedian. So we're incorporating a lot of humor. And uh, it's just nice. going to be a fun experience. And then, uh, yeah. So the entrepreneurs, they learn something, but they also get to connect with other entrepreneurs who have a similar interest. Yeah. And um uh, people can become a member, right, of this community. So I'm sure th- these events are then also a place where they meet old faces again. So it really becomes this like network, not just meeting new people all the time, but also really deepening connections um, with people you already have. That's the goal. Yeah. So that's why I'm also introducing a membership. So m- like at the events, there's always a limited number of seats, right? And I want to uh, reserve most seats for members. And then there will be some guest seats as well. So it's both that um, that trust and that community of people who come together very frequently for a long time, mm-hmm. but also like the inspiration and freshness of new people who sometimes join the events as a guest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, very nice. Okay. And so if there is an international entrepreneur in Amsterdam, Amsterdam who wants to join, like how can they join? 
Right. So it doesn't even have to be international. I like the mix of locals as well. Mm. Um, it's just that we speak English at the events to include everyone. Um, so like to join an event and to join an event is the only way to become a member because we just need to make sure like for both of us, that's, it's a good fit, obviously. Yeah. Um, so to attend an event. Um, okay. Ironically, my business name, no more networking because I wanted to have a community that's non-transactional, that's different. And that's just fun. So mm -hmm. uh, if entrepreneurs want to attend one of the events in Amsterdam, it's uh, nomorenetworking.com slash events and all the events are announced there. Great. Okay. And um, a few final questions. What is one tip that you have for expats or international entrepreneurs or international whoever is listening to this show? Um, additional to what you already said about creating those events or establishing that community. What is one thing that you would tell them? Right. Uh, because there is a lot that goes into uh, organizing events, as you know, uh, mm -hmm. because you also organize events. I, I think the, the most important thing is like, uh, like we already established that you need to start with like your own interests at heart, right? You need to organize something you wanted to attend. But then once you've established that, you should focus on bringing value to the people you invite. Yeah, I like that. Bring value. Yeah, so forget about yourself during the event, but just focus on making sure the people who come to your event, uh, they have a great experience. And and uh, like, even if it's a different experience for you to host the event, you'll get energy back in a different way by just bringing value to other people. Yeah, I think this is great advice uh, for any type of networking, really. So yeah, thanks for sharing. Yes. Um. One question that I ask all my guests on the show uh, that I'm going to ask you as well. What is the number one hack that you have to make living or traveling abroad easier or more fun or more convenient? Okay. Um, I feel like I should have prepared this because I'm now going through a list of like 20 <laughs> things I could say. Um, you don't need to prepare this, but just pick the one that resonates most at this moment. It doesn't yeah, yeah. need to be the perfect answer. Um, I do remember from years ago that I was a little, I was stressing all the time about like uh, seeing everything and it, it was more rushed. Mm -hmm. and once I started letting go and just uh, travel a bit slower and accept that I couldn't do, like couldn't use every opportunity uh, that was available um, that actually increased just the quality of my experiences mm. so yeah don't don't try to do everything but focus on a couple of things and really enjoy those yeah I like that it's really good advice yeah thanks it's actually advice I'm going to uh, tell myself as well because I have a tendency of just rushing a lot so yeah and by slowing down there's a lot more to experience so Thanks yeah, for sharing it's, it's that. It's human nature, right? Like we 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 crave dopamine and we want to do the next thing, the next thing, the next yeah. thing. Yeah. So it maybe it maybe it it takes a little bit of discipline to do less. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. So you already mentioned where people can find the events in Amsterdam and elsewhere if they're organized. Uh, no more networking.com slash events. But where can they find you if they want to follow you or learn more about you? 
Right. So my last name is really difficult to uh, pronounce and understand for international people. So yeah. the easiest way would be to go on Instagram to No More Networking. That account follow, follows one other account. And that's my personal account. Okay. It's a bit of a workaround, but if I try to pronounce it here. And, yeah. Uh, no, yeah. it's too difficult to spell it out, but uh, I will put both of them in the show notes so people can right. find that. Amazing. Okay. Yeah. So Instagram is the place where you, where people can find you and follow you. Well, yeah, there's a link to um, a link tree and there it goes to LinkedIn and like whatever works. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. I'll add that. Marcel, thank you so much for being on the show and for sharing your experiences and your tips for organizing uh, events, valuable events, and to creating, um, yeah, a really meaningful uh, network wherever you are. I think it's super useful for expats who, it's not always easy creating a new social life if you move abroad, especially if you continue to move abroad. And I think your tips are really valuable uh, for people to be a little bit more proactive and uh, show that there are opportunities out there if you just um, yeah really get out there and organize events that you would love to attend because you will find your tribe eventually yeah, so really actually, thank you yeah yeah that makes me think I remember I should actually mention one more important thing mm -hmm. um, also for me after all those years of organizing events like in uh, South America Mexico Bali Amsterdam like a lot of places if I do the same as a lot of people do, like they go to a new place and they miraculously hope to make the right friends without any strategy or effort, I'm yeah. also not making any friends. I'm also very lonely, right? Yeah. So I've experienced that many times already. If I don't put in the effort also, like even after all those years of experience, I'm not going to make those connections. So it's actually very, like almost directly correlated to the effort you put in. Like there's yeah. strategy, but you need to actually go out there, put the effort in. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And, you know, um, it may feel like a bit of a responsibility or a burden perhaps, but it's also to look, uh, it's possible to look at this from a positive angle. And that is, uh, if you just are proactive and do the work, um, then you will find your people. So don't despair if you feel lonely and you're just not meeting the right people or you don't create any meaningful connections. It's just about changing your strategy or to have a strategy mm -hmm. and to really take uh, meaningful actions that can lead to that community abroad. Yes, exactly. Yeah, cool. I'm really glad that you added that at the end. So, well, thank you again, Marcel. And um, I'm sure we will talk again. Uh, and for uh, anyone who wants to follow you, Marcel's details are in the show notes. Yes. And I'll see you very soon at the Entrepreneur Dinner in Amsterdam. Yes. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you, Marcel. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.